Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the DDP for the ninth day of June. This is Paul White. We're in Mark chapter 10. We're at that moment where Jesus looks at the rich young ruler, verse 21, and loved him. I love that phrase. I don't think it gets enough attention. I know I haven't given it enough attention. Here's a young man who has just tried to justify himself through his performance in front of Jesus. Uh, oh yeah, I've kept all those commandments from my youth. I want to inherit the kingdom. It, the whole the whole thing's off because you don't inherit by doing. But Jesus plays the game. Okay, here's this, 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 and this. We're going to find out what it is. I mean, since you want to play the game of doing, let's find out what it is you fail to do. And Jesus never quotes for him one of the most important features of the law, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. It's Deuteronomy 6. He quotes it in Matthew 22, but he doesn't quote it here in Mark 10. We to assume this young man who knows the commandments knows Deuteronomy 6, that we're supposed to love God. So Jesus is going to show the young man the thing that he lacks. Because if you come to Jesus wanting to know what you should do, you cannot do enough. So you will always lack. Verse 21, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. Now it's an ironic statement to the young man as far as the young man is concerned because Jesus tells him he lacks something but then he doesn't tell him what to go purchase or add to his life but rather what to take away from his life because the presence of his wealth and his possessions is viewed from the viewpoint of heaven as lack, not as supply. Sometimes we think that heaven is interested in us having a bunch of money. This to me is one of the great failures of what is often called the prosperity gospel. Um, the mess, and I don't, I don't like to label stuff, but you know it is what it is, or at least it, it, at least people know what you're talking about when you say it. And that is that part of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that. He's going to bring you wealth. Um, I disagree with that. I think Jesus in Mark 10 disagrees with that because the bringing of wealth is not always the answer. And in fact, wealth can be your lack. Your lack is not lack of money in your wallet, but if you want to bring your performance and your stuff to God, money isn't going to count. It's not going to work. Go sell whatever you have and give it to the poor, then you'll have treasure in heaven. Come take up the cross and follow me. In other words, the inheritance of the eternal that you come to me asking about, you can start accessing it now. Then you will have treasure in the, in the heavens. That's not, a, that's not a far off place. Jesus hasn't changed the subject. The young man asked him what he needed to do to inherit the eternal age, the age of the life of God. Jesus answers the question. It takes him a while, but he answers it. Here's how you could start. You could start, you could go ahead and bank up treasure in that age now. You could start to live out of that treasure if you weren't so infatuated with the treasure in this dimension. So this is not a diatribe against money, but against our dependency 
specifically to this young man on his possessions. We know because 22 says he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So Jesus has simply confronted the thing he lacks. And what he lacks is his is personified, exemplified is the better way to say that, by his dependency on what he has. And if we're not careful, we will become dependent on what we have, money, position, jobs, wealth, power, looks, uh, personality, youth, wisdom, gray hairs, whatever we have, we will think defines our place and it can become a golden calf because it replaces our absolute dependency on who he is. So one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, give it to the poor. You're going to have treasure in heaven. And then that's not it. Come, take up your cross and follow me. So we don't, it's, it's not a works salvation because it's not, it hasn't even started. His issue is that his possessions are holding him back from come, take up your cross and follow me. So Jesus' end game is follow me, not do a bunch of stuff like sell your property and give to the poor. That's, that's a start. But come follow me. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life, Jesus says. You want to know how to inherit the kingdom? Follow me. To follow me, you're going to have to pick up your cross. So you're going to have to pick up shame and humiliation. You're going to have to pick up the weight. See, God doesn't put you on a cross. When Jesus invites us to take up our cross, he's not inviting us to take up something God put on us. God doesn't put us on crosses. Life puts us on crosses. The world puts us on crosses. The enemy puts us on crosses. Our past, our pain, our physical pain, our mental pain, our anguish. All of these things are crosses. They crucify our hopes and our dreams. We don't run from them when we follow Christ. We bring them with us when we follow Christ. We pick them up and we follow Christ because what we learn is that Christ's death is our death. So our cross becomes His cross. And He takes all that we bring. So in other words, you're not allowed to leave behind. I know we used to say things like, come follow Jesus, leave the old you behind. You're not allowed to leave the old you behind. You bring the old you with you. That's what it means to take up the cross. And you let him resurrect a new man. But to do that, that old guy's got to die on that cross. And so Jesus invites the rich young ruler to start by removing the thing you lack. You lack complete dependency on me. You have not made God first. You've made money and possessions first. And therefore, if you get rid of that, you'd be ready to follow me. But I'm asking you to follow me while taking up your cross. I know it's going to hurt to do the thing that I'm telling you to do. But that hurt is part of your disciple experience. Now, the disciples hear Jesus differently than we do in this because we think of like the super wealthy, but all they hear is dependency on natural economies. And we'll show you that over the next few days as Jesus and his disciples begin to discuss this moment. And it's quite an interesting experience. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.